Welcome to Monahan's North Bay. Mike's unique take on everything and your way to get plugged into our community. Here's Mike Monahan. This week on Monahan's North Bay is part two of my conversation with George Cucci. He's a local author. He was a police officer for many, many years and now an indigenous advocate. George Cucci coming up in just a moment. Monahan's North Bay, it's brought to you by the North Bay Regional Health Center Foundation's Cancer Care Close to Home campaign. You can donate today at cancercareclosetohome.com. George Cucci. People get so caught up in the word indigenous now. When I was a kid, they called us Indians. And then when I got into police, they started to call us First Nations. And then they went to First Nations, then they went to Aboriginal, and now they're calling us Indigenous. I always tell people, like, don't get so caught up in those words because some communities still call themselves First Nations. Or, uh, our community says we're Anishinaabe. So I guess it's just about trying to learn about different cultures. For us, it was about our connection to the land, that everything was important, um, every bug, every plant. And when I talk to the kids at our summer camp, I say there's one person you should never disrespect, and that is your mother because she's given you life. And so your job for the rest of your life is to protect your mother and also protect Mother Earth. So it's not about being better than anyone else, but it's what is your job in life? And your job in life is look after your mother and is to be happy. It's not how big your house is going to be or how much money you have. Is are you happy? Do you say that's their culture? Yeah, <laughs> that way that that's what they think is what's going to make make them happier. Yeah, like when you die, when you go, th- we say when you die, you go through that western door. And your journey starts at the east, so the sun rises in the east, and your journey is to get over to the western door. So your journey is to be happy in life. And I've never gone to a funeral where they've said, oh, this is John. Um, this is how much money he had in the bank. Yeah, he's got a $60,000 <laughs> house. Um, or you Let's never... have a look at John's financials before we bury him. Yeah. Or, <laughs> it is so true. And I think so many times now we get so caught up uh, about money that, People are stressing out, you know, uh, heart attacks, stress, yeah. cancers. Again, it's we need to stop and think what makes us happy in life. I've read a lot about culture and listened to a lot of people talk about culture. And as a, I guess, Scottish Canadian, I came, my parents emigrated here. They came uh, to a land and they had, you know, they came from Scotland with, you know, whatever it is, 2,000 years of culture. I'm born in Canada, schooled in Canada, um, and you know what? We, we, we're a very young culture, right? We're 150, whatever it is, one years old. Um, sometimes I feel like I don't really have any culture. I do hang my hat, and I'm proud to be Canadian. But our culture is so diverse that uh, if you're in the mushy middle like I am, I, I feel as though we. Don't, I don't have a culture. I don't think. Yeah, once you lose connection like uh, to who you are. And so the base of everyone that when we talk about Mother Earth, then from that Mother Earth comes our culture. And your culture is where you belong on Mother Earth. So once you lose that, and an anthropologist one time when I was doing a talk, he says, when you talk about losing your culture, he says, when you lose your culture, it's either filled with alcohol or drugs. And so you need to find that connection. So like even when I talk to teachers and that, I say um, you need to find what your connection to your community is. So either you're Irish, French, or Scottish, um, that you need to find that connection because once you lose that connection, 
then it's going to be filled with alcohol and drugs, and especially when you lose your connection to your own children. Uh, so we're, we're good at um, giving our kids things like iPads, cell phones. We're disconnecting our kids. One of the police officers told me one time, she said, the best thing I ever bought for my, my van was a DVD. Now I don't have to listen to my kids when we travel. But that's the only time where we have a, a captive audience. And I say, when you disconnect from your kids, they're going to connect to someone down the street that's doing drugs and alcohol. And so you got to teach your kids about where they came from, why they should be proud of who they are. I always joke with um, teachers. I said, when, when I was a kid, I came home one time and I asked my dad, I said, where did I come from? And I must have been in grade four or five. And he looked at me and he started sweating. He said, oh, I knew you'd come and ask me where you came from. He says, well, I met your mom. We fell in love. And, uh, you know, we had sex and then you came and he said, do you understand what I'm talking about? And I says, well, Jimmy in class said he comes from Timmins. <laughs> <laughs> but it's, again, it's, so, <laughs> so that That's connection great. is so important. So when I talk to kids now, especially Indigenous youth, when I'm in the schools, I said, you got to find out where you came from. Find out about uh, your clan system, um, your community, learn about your culture and your history. That way that you have a better um, a better understanding where you're walking, where you come from. But you also have to understand where you came from also because there might be things in your past. Uh, from, for me, it was lots of alcohol in my past with my parents. And I said, I didn't want to bring that into the next generation. I didn't want to start that within the next ripple in our community. So you got to learn how to have an understanding of your past uh, so that you can p- prepare for your future. Um, cause yeah, I'm, I'm that classic case of, uh, <laughs> of no culture. I was actually, I was having a conversation last night with somebody and I was, I didn't put it in this, these words, but I was, I'm jealous of the French because somehow they still have a culture and they are fighting to keep that culture. Um, and even if you've left Quebec and you go to other parts of like, so Sturgeon and where they have French communities in Mattawa, they still have French culture. English Canada did not bring any culture with us, but proceeded to make sure or have gone on our way to make sure that no one else would have a culture. <laughs> like I, I don't get it. That's a pretty deep conversation. When we talk about our communities, when we talk about our culture and things that one of the things that we talk about is that, um, the medicine wheel has the four different colors. They say four original colors of people. And um, when life started here, it welcomed the four colors, uh, the people of the four directions. So we didn't say, oh, the whites can't come, that everybody comes. In, same as at our powwows when they have a tribal dance or intertribal dance, what that talks about is welcoming the people of the four directions, that everybody brings something, that they have their own songs, their own stories. Again, it's about finding what are your songs, what is your stories, where you came from. Why? And I guess that's why Ancestry makes so much money now, is people are thinking, oh, you know, i got to find my culture. But really, it's just asking people in your own family, you know, where you came from. And for mine, uh, our community, it was a struggle to find out where we came from because of the residential school systems, where it took a lot of our history and our culture. Again, it was a slow process, and still there's a slow process now of our communities learning about their culture. That process was on purpose yep. with the goal of uh, assimilating, Christianizing. So and, getting rid of the culture. Yep. And it almost worked. Well. Uh, in some ways. Yep. 
yeah, it's still... And it's still working, I guess. Yeah, when you look at uh, major newspapers or um, uh, the news in the morning, you always see Indigenous people on there, whether we're dying dead or we're complaining. Um, and I always say that we're first in line when nobody wants to be first, and we're last in line when nobody wants to be last. We have the highest rates of suicide. Um, we make up 3.9% of the population, but we make up 20 28% of the federal prisons. In some of the provincial jails, we make up 80 to 90%. We have 80,000 kids in um, children's aid across Canada. Um, you know, the, the numbers keep on going on and on. And again, it's about how do we change those numbers. Uh, and I think once a culture, like when we talk about residential school, when the culture has been damaged, the only way to heal that is through cultural healing. So it's bringing that culture back to teach the the communities about it. George Cucci, he runs Redtail Hawk Training and Consulting. It's an Aboriginal company located in Nipissing First Nation. You can go to his website and check it out anytime. It's nativeawarenesstraining.ca. Monahan's North Bay. It's brought to you by the North Bay Regional Health Center Foundation's Cancer Care Close to Home campaign. You can donate today. CancerCareClosetoHome.com. This has been Monaghan's North Bay, and now you're plugged into our community. Subscribe now and listen to the next episode of Monaghan's North Bay with Mike Monaghan.